0: so sorry about that. But I hope everyone's had a good week so far. I know the weekend's coming up, and I just can't think of what conventions are coming up this weekend. I know next weekend is going to be Comic Palooza. so Be a lot coming up. We are media there, so be looking for some live videos for sure. But today we have on the let me make sure I got this right. Avengers cosplay of Houston, and y'all do a bunch of charity work. We try. Can we talk a little bit about the charity work that y'all do, and where y'all might go, and where you might be
1: going next? Sure. Let me take this off so people can see my face. <laughs> um, so hi, I'm David. Um, I'm uh, the founder with my friend, Greg Illich. And uh, we have um, a young lady um, named Bree Porter that we were like the, the founding members. And um, we we're fortunate to, to have the opportunity to, to be involved in doing a little bit of charity work as we get back on track after the COVID pandemic. Um, Greg, uh, a young man um, who does uh, Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man and I, were able to be the first volunteers back at um, Ronald McDonald House uh, after two years of not having visitors because of a lot of the children there are immunocompromised and they were worried about them catching something. So uh, we were um, very glad to be there with them and spend some quality time and, and give them some joy and, and hope. And uh, that's the kind of stuff that I got introduced to uh, by being friends with Greg Illich, who is the the best um, uh, Captain America uh, and happens to be my neighbor. And uh, by meeting him, I learned about different organizations and groups that are out in the community. And then I decided to start my own. And uh, any chance that we get to uh, encourage people, to give them an opportunity to see their favorite character and to uh, pursue cosplay uh, to the best of our ability, you know, there's different tiers of involvement, and um, we don't uh, discriminate or, or hold people back from joining our group, and they can uh, participate in supporting uh, the, the few uh, organizations that we've been able to uh, connect with. Uh, it's still a work in progress, but we hope to, to do more and more as time progresses.
0: Now, one thing I would like to ask is how far out of Houston do y'all go? Do y'all just stick with the Houston area, or do y'all actually travel outside of Houston? for some of the charity work.
1: Well, I'll let Greg uh, talk because he's been doing it for longer and he uh, is part of many different uh, invitations. So, Greg, how, how far have you gone as uh, Captain America?
2: Sure. Um, appreciate the question. Um, usually within an hour and a half, two hours drive of Houston. But the, the way I look at it, I've gone as far as Austin, which is a three-hour drive. The way I look at it is... Uh, it's on my heart to uh, have that opportunity to reach out and be there uh, and we've been there for some people with very from young young people with very grave um, illnesses and situations and the family is so uh, appreciative and that's what really motivates us so if we can find a way to do it, we will. Uh, uh, David's been real good at going at various uh, conventions down towards Lake Jackson, Jackson, and all across the community generally within an hour or two, but uh, as I said, we stretch further than that. And so we're just looking for that opportunity. And with COVID, the big challenge is some of the hospitals have very restrictive um, environments right now. So we have to think outside of the box. And a lot of time we will visit uh, people even uh, outside of the hospital at their convenience, at their home. And so people reach out to us, we will do everything we can to make it happen.
0: Nice. So I have to ask, do y'all make y'all's own uniforms? or Because I know some cosplayers actually buy them, some make them. So that's definitely one question I have to ask.
1: So uh, people um, have different budgets and different uh, abilities to be able to, to get to the place where they want to be. Um, I was fortunate to connect with a charity in Odessa And they had a full uh, Iron Man costume. I was really struggling to how to make an Iron Man costume or or get a hold of one because there's so many parts to it. And, and, you know, you want to look as close to the the character. So I drove eight hours and I was able to buy it from them. And they bought it from um, what I would call an artist in um, San Antonio who made it out of EVA foam. And he did such a great job that, as an artist myself, I've tried to recreate it and I can't figure it out. And <laughs> the hardening of the foam and the ability for it to uh, not fall apart on you and stuff like that uh, was really well done and they took the time to, to make it right. So I'm, I'm a proud owner of somebody else's uh, project that, that uh, brings uh, to life the character. So that was my approach. I
2: can tell you that in my case, it's a combination I uh, started off with the core suit that I uh, found online and I did my own coloring and my own painting. I added my own, um, I'm very active and I've gone on walks of sometimes three or four miles at a time. So I use my own boots and my own gear and my own gloves and gradually have added things, but uh, each member in, in our group goes their own way. And it's not that we're trying to be, Perfectly movie accurate. We are trying to provide that opportunity for the children to make them happy. That's our goal. Is at that, that charity event, as uh, as opposed to being uh, perfect movie accurate. As long as long as we can be there for the kids, we're happy.
0: So definitely, the smile on the kids' face is what makes this all worth it for y'all. Definitely. Well, I know Comic Palooza is coming up. I think I actually read, do y'all have a panel going on at Comic Palooza?
1: Yeah, we were fortunate to get an opportunity to submit a panel and get it approved. And it is a, a subject that is dear to my heart um, to discuss diversity. Um, it was funny, I posted on one of the Facebook groups that we were having a diversity panel and that I wanted to have people come join us. And somebody got mad and said, how dare you bring your politi- politically correct uh, stuff into cosplay? Cosplay is about having fun and you're making it political. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, diversity is such a loaded term. And I'm like, to me, it just means different kinds of people with different kinds of perspectives. And is aren't we all unique? And aren't we all different? And this person was focused on some activist groups that are trying to push this or that. So I was shocked of how controversial the word diversity can be. And that's not what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is talk about how everybody is welcome. Everybody has an opportunity to express themselves and join our community. And then also everybody has their own um, struggles and they can share those struggles and what uh, dressing up as a comic book, anime, or uh, any type of um, artistic representation of, of a character gives them uh, an avenue to to feel comfortable and to um, get in touch with what other people find exciting about that that character. So um, we we feel that diversity would be um, a way for people to know that uh, cosplay is. Uh, a, a, a healthy and, and friendly way for people to um, to connect with others. So I don't know if uh, Greg wants to share what what the panel means to him.
2: Sure. Um, and uh, along with what you're saying, um, I was so delighted that you signed up for that. That's very near and dear to my heart. And I wanna show a picture that was taken by a friend in the cosplay, uh, community here, Cyrus Yusufor, and I, if you, maybe you can see it, maybe you can't. Can you, can you see that photo Mm -hmm. there? Yes. Okay. Do you see how we're all Captain America, but we don't (laughs) look the same? Mm -hmm. So I was so worn out, so tired of hearing people tell me you can't be Captain America because fill in the blank. You're not muscular enough. You're not young enough. I'm 58, by the way. You're not blonde enough. You're not this, you're not that. And those characters are a lot of them represent wonderful ideas. And so to have that opportunity. So for me, it just that picture encapsulate what it's all about. We can all play those characters and especially when you're talking about charity to be there for the children and what it takes me back to is I ask those children especially those with very serious issues health issues I ask them each one the same question I ask them what is your superpower so what I mean by that is that gift that they have that talent that they have whatever they love to do and I want people to feel the freedom instead of letting other people talk them out of it or them talk themselves out of it. Oh, I can't do that because I'm not whatever. I'm not uh, pretty enough or tall enough or short enough or muscular enough or whatever color. Um, And so that's, that's what motivates me. And so I've seen children come up. Some of them, one of them told me kindness was their superpower, empathy, and I just love it. And so uh, anything that we can do, so that people can access their creativity and and especially do it out of love for each other, and I'm on board.
0: Definitely. Like I said, especially for the kids, because I know hospitals and it brings joy to them, and when they're sick and trying to get feeling better and working through tough times, that actually helps. A lot of people don't know that, but that actually helps. Or they don't realize it. I don't want to say they don't know it. They don't realize it. So what conventions have y'all been to and are y'all going to, and do y'all advertise what y'all do at these conventions?
1: Well, in the last um, couple of uh, months, we've had um, different events here and there. Uh, sometimes um I get invited to, um, like Pop Soap invited me to their block party in Montrose. They're uh, a new company who's, they, they wanted to do it a comic book theme. Also, Extreme um, Voltage uh, was doing a fundraiser for their comic book store at Texas City. Um, I've been to the mini convention that they had for Bedrock City at uh, No Label um, Brewery over there in Old Katy. Uh, So little things here and there where uh, we were promoting uh, our charity and trying to let people know that we exist. And then hopefully we'll run into people that might want uh, someone to visit. Um, The one event that I'm very proud of participating in was the BrassCon convention and being part of the, the judges for the cosplay contest. I was able to gather a group of wonderful young people to join me in judging the contest. And that was a way to let people know about our organization as well. So um, we just do kind of word of mouth or using the Facebook platform or just little flyers. And uh, I know Greg has a lot of contacts and I've been building contacts as I go. So, um, you know, the one thing that I guess is the, the hidden uh, cost of conventions is the price. Um, I feel that as the price goes up and it gets more expensive, uh, even, you know, to survive in this world, it limits uh, how much can you participate in some of these events. So I've been lucky to to get a, a community table in um, the chaotic uh, freedom celebration that they just had. And then I was talking to the gentleman from the NERC about having one there, too. So, being a charity opens some doors, but um, with big events like Comic Palooza, it had to be the panel to, to get us in, and not everybody can afford to, to go for these three day conventions or even the ones that are in other parts of, the, of Texas. So, uh, we also want to support local and free events because um, it's, it is, uh, you know, you have to have disposable income sometimes to participate in these events.
0: I know it can be hard. But, like, there are tons of small events around here, and I mean tons. People don't realize it, but I think I can name probably six or seven right off the top of my head that are just, they're wonderful, they're affordable, some are free to get into, but it all depends on the location, too. So, that's a big issue. But, have you... Tried going to the smaller cons about charity, or have you just say, "Well, I might want to go to this convention and see if I can recruit somebody for y'all's cause."
1: Well, um, yeah, I'm a pretty friendly guy, so what I first do, I, I contact the uh, the event that I hear about, and then try to find out if we can get in uh, as guests. So a lot of people will say, "Okay, you guys can be the official cosplayers of the event," and then we walk around and take free pictures. Um, I know at the different breweries, sometimes they have like a um, an art show or a toy convention or something like that. And they are happy to have us taking pictures with people for free. And by doing that, I've met people. I uh, just invited them as, hey, we're gonna be there. Would you guys ca- like to come and, and join us? And that's how I met uh, the two uh, Spider Men that they have uh, joined our group um, You know, not officially, but they come here and there to help us out. Um, And I've met wonderful people online also that have been doing this for a long time. There's a friend of mine who uh, just moved to New York, and she's been doing cosplay for 22 years. And I've been learning from her, uh, you know, what does it take to be a cosplayer? What's the culture behind it? And they're very warm and friendly. Uh, Most people that I've encountered, I haven't had any bad experience or any uh, people dissing you for whatever reason. But uh, what Greg has shared with me is that there is some type of uh, kind of people not realizing that uh, that these characters are all of our, ours. They're not uh, copyrighted in the sense of, you know, only certain people can, can dress up as them. So I, I appreciated that idea that um, I felt weird. Like it's somebody else's product that you're putting on and then you are promoting their product. But it's a product that it is part of, of pop culture. So we are celebrating that this character is so uh, well-loved and giving an opportunity for our unique expression of it. So I, um, I like um, when people say, hey, your costume is really cool or they'll call you uh, Tony or uh, Captain Rogers or whatever when they see you. So that's cool that, that people are able to identify and, and feel like um, some type of connection. Uh Greg, um when you um run into uh people at your events, do you tell them that you're available to, to visit with, with different people at uh at, at different places or it's just organic that people get a hold of you? Greg Illich?
2: Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> um yes, I'm sorry, I wasn't sure which Greg you were talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm always networking. <laughs> I'm always networking, and, and ordinarily it's word of mouth. Um, one of the first events I did was at uh, Third, Third Coast Comics, and then uh, you had mentioned the Bedrock city, and, um, and it just it just grew from there, and um, kept people getting together. But the, the main thing is I want people to understand is um, my motivation uh, in the charity, in the charity world. As what what is really important to me? I I love cosplay and it's fun, but my first reaction was, gosh, I don't I didn't think I'd be comfortable dressing up. But I realized what my niche was, and my niche is uh, being there for the kids. And my wife reminded me that it wasn't about me; it's about the children. And so I look for like-minded people. And, uh, and then the, the results take care of themselves and I end up going wherever the opportunity is. And I really thank those people. You know, they give me names, phone numbers. Um, and, uh, I love, and you know, the, the way that you do it, uh, David, uh, with this group, what I really like is, it's not a, bun- not a bunch of hassle about membership or qualifications. Uh, we just follow on heart and we're there for the kids and uh, that's it and we make uh we make memories and um it's just it's been a real gift and and i thank god for the opportunity
0: now i've spoken with tons of cosplayers and a lot of them the costumes they identify with those characters and i know iron man and captain america we'll start with david first but how do you identify yourself with Iron Man?
1: Well, um, it's interesting that if you really think about Iron Man, and, and I, I've seen that there's different versions, like the comic book version might not be the same as the cartoon version or mm-hmm. the movie version. And the movie adds more drama and more uh, like modern issues to it to, to make it more interesting. But um, this whole idea of him having like a, a heart issue and through technology being able to, to uh, survive and then creating his own um, armor to be able to protect people or or save them. Um, I remember as a kid, uh, I was uh, being bullied. Uh, I started working when I was 14 and I worked at a pizza shop and uh, the people that worked there were horrible. Like they were always messing with me, always trying to put me down. And my mom told me that as, as the insults came my way, I should think of myself wearing an armor and the, the insults would bounce back. And uh, I didn't think about that when I was trying to find the the best character that I could uh, dress up as. And I have this joke, and I hope not to offend anybody, but uh, I'm too overweight to be Thor, too bold to be Aquaman. And so I landed on um, Iron Man as someone that wears a full uh, suit, and uh, and it can cover some of my imperfections. So... I feel that uh, the character of Tony Stark and, and Iron Man—it's like a—it's like a hidden gem of the Marvel universe that that became uh, a great hit because Spider Man was uh, sold to uh, Sony and they couldn't do much with with getting uh, their own universe going at the beginning, and then it became such a good, um, so well played by uh, Robert Downey Jr. that now is it's like a cultural icon in a. In a cult uh, classic. So I'm just happy to, uh, for people to feel that um, I portray him the best way I can. And his personality is such a happy personality and kind of goofy that uh, it's, it's hard for me to feel comfortable doing that. And I guess the suit gives me that confidence. So uh, it's kind of like reaching to that goal and uh, wanting to um, be there for people and, and, and also being part of a team. I think the the Avengers movies are so awesome because they everybody wants a group of friends that, that you can count on and, and be there for each other and, and also bump heads with. So I actually one of my favorite movies is uh, Civil War when they're at odds with each other because you see different approaches that because you have different approaches, that doesn't mean that you should hate each other. So Iron Man wants to work with the government and protect the, the world and um captain america feels that that that's encroaching on their freedom and they're able to uh go back and forth so i think that being able to discuss these issues with um through fantasy and science fiction and and superheroes is a good way to open the conversation
0: greg what about you how would you identify yourself with captain america
2: well sure well first um even though I was always a big sci-fi fan and a comic book fan, I didn't really feel called to be a traditional cosplayer. And um, I couldn't really keep up with it very well. I did a little bit with my daughter one time and I played an anime character, but I always identified and could identify with Captain America. And when they came out with the movie, it was easier and, and the origin in particular and uh, when you look at what the doctor uh, says to him uh, when he asked them so you want to kill nazis and he says i don't want to kill anybody i don't like bullies i don't care where they're from that resonated with me and he talked about that he needed a good man he said that the strong man haven't always been strong would abuse that power but the um the weak man respects that power and understands it's important and I was always the smallest one in my class I was four foot ten when I was in ninth grade I didn't even weigh a hundred pounds and I you know I'm bigger now but I always came and I was horribly bullied and so when that happened and I saw this weak person become Captain America and it was based on him being a good man, the serum amplified his his will to help. I, and I always felt called to help people uh, in their circumstances. I always appreciated my friends that stood up for me and were there for me. And so whenever those lines of dialogue, you know, Captain America, understanding that our country's not perfect, but wanting to improve the situation of the most vulnerable and weakest among us that really resonated with me and especially when he would say something like i can do this all day i just would laugh and so for years i wore a captain america t-shirt and then one day um a student of my wife she's a school teacher was uh she made it but we thought she was dying of cancer she had stage four and my wife said let's go visit her but I needed to dress up as Captain America because she loves Captain America. I put on my T-shirt and wore a plastic and just brought a plastic Halloween shield, and then went from there. But at first, I resisted, and that's when she told me, "Well, no, it's not about you." As I, 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 I would feel awkward, and she said, "Just be you." So it gives me an opportunity to channel those things that I really appreciate—being um, bigger than ourselves, looking out of our past our own wants and desires to benefit the, the larger community. And I think that's what Captain America stands for. And so for me to do my little part, and, and I see it as a very little part, but I'm happy to do it. And when I see somebody who's having a hard time and I can bring that smile to their face and just be me, as I said, asking them about their superpower. And one of the most touching moments was that a young man recently didn't make it last year. And his mother called me afterwards and said that it was so important to him because he really thought that he was an Avenger and he was on the team because I invited him to the team, and I and I told her, I corrected her, I said she he was on our team, he was one of us, and um, he had his own mission, and so that's um, that's what's important to me is helping people to, to lift, to give give them that. Helps them to find that hope and that mission and uh, t- to do that.
0: Definitely can relate to a lot of that. But let me tell you something about that girl with stage four. Never count anybody out with any type of cancer. That is a six, years,
2: six years later, she's in the game. She's doing well. And I'll never forget that.
0: Uh, let me tell you. Thirteen years ago to date, I was diagnosed with stage four colon rectal, and I am still here. So never give up on the cancer patients. they got the heart and the mentality to fight it. They are going to beat it. That's pure thought on that. Wow. Yeah.
2: Um, well, congratulations, and that's very good to hear, and uh, I'm delighted that you're better.
0: Um. I'm getting there. Let's just say I'm going through my fourth (laughs) bout right now, but I'm still here and I'm still kicking and I ain't going nowhere. (laughs) But uh, let's get a little bit to the, what I call a little bit of the BS part of stuff that we talk about. What do y'all think of the new stuff coming out now that Captain America's gone, Iron Man's gone. How do y'all feel about the Avengers and Marvel with the movies coming out now?
1: everything new always takes a while for people to uh, fall in love with or to connect with uh, i feel like they're running out of steam like um, i was very disappointed with the last spider-man and the last uh, dr strange i felt like uh, they were just all over the place and um you know everybody has to give in to the fans to make sure that you get people keep on coming to to buy tickets but Sometimes they do goofy stuff where it's all cameos and all and no hard and no good script. So um, Star Wars has had that problem uh, with the uh, the sequels, where just because you have Mark Hamill and um, the rest of the the original cast, that doesn't mean the, the story is good or the movie's worthwhile. Well. So um, I hope that they uh, they keep um, finding good. Um, Writers and that they are able to stay uh, connected with the audiences. But sometimes if you really think about um, the stories that have been pursued in, in comic books, some stories are very silly, but they're able to pull it off because they have so much um, like history and able to pull it all together. So they did a great job with the majority of the Avengers movies, with the majority of the sequels to the individual characters. Um, so I I'm no one to judge because they also try to connect with the new new generation and the new generation is into different things than, than we are so it's almost like who are we to say that it's not that great if uh, it doesn't speak to us maybe it speaks to the new generation they're into new things uh, I don't know what uh, Captain America thinks about <laughs> well um, I'm I, I think it's a big tent,
2: and I will, I will admit that um, some of the work um, I'm not real enamored of. But, uh, I'm, you know, the storyline, I've been reading comics, and I still read them since uh, the early 70s, and the storylines go all over the place. And uh, so I go along for the ride, and, uh, and if it's not my cup of tea, I move on, but uh, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not abandoning anything. But I, I will say that if, if the story's there, I think that's the main thing that I'm looking for. Um, every now and then I think they missed the forest for the trees and, um, the, I, I, I went ahead and saw, uh, I was okay with WandaVision, uh, but I will tell you where they ended up with it and the, um, and the Doctor Strange movie, um, I had a hard time with that. It wasn't my cup of tea, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, and as far as um, the uh, passing on the Captain America, uh, that, you know, is inevitable and happened many times in the comic books. And um, I think they're weaving a good story there. And I think there's uh, something they can they can work with. But to bring, to bring us along, the fans along, I think it's important – if, if the story is compelling, I, I really don't think that I think sometimes they check a box where they're they're trying to cover some area or uh, reach out to a specific audience. I don't think they have to do that. I think if the story is compelling, the audience will come along with it um, to to give you an example. In the last Spider-Man, um, I thought Electro. Um, He was talking about what he was looking for and what he expected. He wondered um, about things. And I think, you know, uh, he seemed surprised that Spider-Man wasn't black. And for me, there can be uh, all kinds of Spider-Man, all kinds of Captain Americas, but I don't think you have to reach for it. I think that, that it can just come out of the story. And, um, and then we'll go along for the ride. I was delighted that they brought the, I didn't see that coming uh, three years ago, but they, they brought the uh, other Spider-Man in and have a lot of room for a lot more. And, uh, I like that. So I'm, I'm along for the ride. I expected it to be a bit bumpy because it's not what I'm used to, but Hey, I, when they first started the Avengers, I had a big doubt that they would be able to pull it together, but he did a great job. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens
0: No. I have to say you mentioned Star Wars, and I know the Mandalorian is the biggest thing right now. What did y'all think of Obi-Wan?
1: I enjoyed it. Uh, There was a lot of flack they were giving it. They were saying that uh, it was focused on the other characters. And I've gone back and forth with Star Wars throughout the years because it was... It came up before I was born and then slowly uh, you know, got into the toys and everything like that. And then I dropped it for a while and then I got back in. So uh, I don't have that big connection with uh, Obi-Wan to begin with. But um, Luke and the rest of the characters, stuff like that, I felt that they they were trying to do a lot. And there are some things that, that I appreciate from it. Uh, the relationship between him and Leia. Um, I think that having... Uh, the The guy that played um, uh, Anakin back, that was a big plus for me. Um, and we have different technology, we have different ways to tell stories. Uh, making something serialized and comparing that to movies is, is a huge um, difference. Uh, I saw a meme that said, um, Star Wars is better as a series than as a movie. And I don't know if I agree with that. Um, and The Mandalorian has uh, positive and negative things in it too. Uh, same with The Book of Boba Fett. So um, I can say that maybe the first or the middle uh, episode and the last one were the best of Obi-Wan. And I hate to to have to do that. It's almost like with the prequels and the sequels and stuff like that where you're like trying to find the one that you can live with and kind of forget all the other ones.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so I think that's the problem of trying to extend something into a series where... It's almost like Star Trek where you have three or four bad episodes and then you have one that kills it. And you're like, why don't they just get rid of all the, the fillers and, and leave the good ones in? Um, so it's it's tough when, when you're trying to tell a long story and trying to hit so many points and the camera goes to all these different characters and trying to give them a full um, expression of who they are when people, all they want to see is... Um, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader didn't really care about anybody else. Mm. That's true, Greg. The uh, Illich, did you get to watch it?
2: Yes, I did. Um, and I will say that, uh, overall, I was completely delighted with uh, the these uh, serial uh, TV series. I didn't expect to like them, it wasn't what I was used to, but I, I liked them immensely and overall, and I thought that, um, Obi-Wan really surpassed my expectations overall. There were a few things here and there that, you know, weren't my favorite. But the quality I thought was incredible. I think they've really created something um, between a Disney and Marvel. They've really created something that is kind of in between. I think it's much better than an, an average TV series that I'm used to. It's, it's more like a, a mini uh, movie, the kind of thing that I grew up with as a kid, the little serials that we would watch at the movie theaters when everything was still real to real. And uh, I enjoyed that. The, the story of the force sensitive Jedi's being hunted down was very compelling and, um, and very sad. And of course, there's a lot in our history um, on this planet to remind us of all of those horrible kinds of things uh, where people are hunted down. Um, so it, I found the story very, very compelling. I thought they made him a little bit uh, too rusty in the beginning, but it was okay, I got over it. And then he he uh, seemed to get his powers back pretty quickly. Um, but that was always a hole for me. Uh, it was always difficult to understand where it seemed like he just disappeared, Obi-Wan disappeared for 20 years or so and then suddenly is on the scene again, and so it was great to fill in that gap. And the idea that he was the the fellow watching out, so I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was uh, very well ri- written, and there were moments where I will tell you that it brought me to tears. Mm. Well,
0: no spoilers because we don't like doing spoilers
2: on the. No, I'm TV I'm trying. Floor. I I did you <laughs> did I?
0: No, 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 no. I just I just want to say no spoilers because actually I haven't seen it yet.
2: Okay. So I tried to be very vague about the whole thing.
0: Oh yeah, Well, you did pretty good, I have to say. <laughs> now, is there anything that y'all are looking forward to coming out? Because I know there is one show that I'm definitely looking forward to coming out, and that's when I'm going to get my Disney back and watch everything again.
1: Which show is that? Willow. Oh, the Willow one? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm, my I'm, friend says that Willow is just Star Wars without the spaceships.
0: And if you watch the original one
1: it, it follows the same um, kind of fantasy story where there's the, the wizard and the and the young apprentice and then he has friends that are different uh, you know cultures or, or planets um, I think that uh, that's why Star Wars is so powerful because it has so many um, like historical and mythological connections that you can make um, and I loved um, the Moon Knight um, TV show because I'm into ancient cultures and I thought they did a great job uh, expressing about the Egyptians. Some people think that all the new shows are a little too, um, like, inner uh, struggle, like, too, um, there's a word for people who are, like, losing their mind, um, almost, like, temperamental or um, psychotic or something like that. They think they're, but... (laughs) <laughs> that, that's what they couldn't do in the, in the movies. When you have five characters that you're trying to have fight a bad guy, you can't go into the mind of Tony Stark, Hulk, uh, Captain America, Black Widow, and all those people. They're all you know, bouncing off of each other ideas, but you don't really get to know what's in their heart. With a TV show, you can go a little bit deeper. And I thought Hawkeye was okay. Uh, there was like too much stuff going on. I felt like he was kind of like a sidekick to uh, the rest of the characters, but um, it kind of it kind of went with it. And um, I was trying to think, there was another one that I really enjoyed and it wasn't one of the, vis- oh, uh, the Falcon and um, the Winter Soldier. I thought they did a great job. Uh, at first, I, I didn't think they were gonna pull it off and I, I really enjoyed the characters that didn't get enough uh, screen time in the movies. So I I like that now you get to have their individual shows to kind of fill in the gap. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I have to say, uh, waiting for Willow, but I'm actually worried that they might screw it up. So it's, it's a mixed emotion. Do y'all get that way with some of the shows coming out mixed emotions, before they come out, not knowing.
2: Sure. Um, there's no, there's no doubt. Um, but, uh, I the one I'm anticipating is the 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 new Thor because there's so many of the comic storylines that they're they're bringing forward and and I'm looking forward to it and we'll see we'll see what the tone is but um, I'm I'm expecting it to be quite different and so uh, I'm looking forward just to to seeing it but yes I do I do get concerned but I try to I try not to uh, ruin the the movie with a bunch of expectations and just, you know, uh, let the story unfold.
1: And, and that's the thing where you have the purists where they, they want the, um, the story to stay, um, you know, to the original writer's intention. Like they say, well, don't make a prequel because you're going to mess up uh, whatever Gene Roddenberry or uh, George Lucas came up with, and you're going to expand something that they never meant to expand. And, you know, it takes away the mystery of Obi Wan knowing what he did during those twenty years, or finding out what Kirk and, and Spock did when they were little kids, uh, takes away from the the glory of the original show. But the the thing is, is that that's there are people who want to know more, and there's people who are interested in in what else can you get from that character. And sometimes it's like beating a dead horse, where they overdo it, and that's that's the hesitation. It's like are they going to mess up the character? And I there's this one guy who's very negative, and, and he's like a almost like a hater on YouTube. And he says that uh, the problem with um, the sequels of Star Wars and the problem with all these things is that they're destroying the character. That a character that we all love, uh, they're going in a different way with them, and that they're taking away their manhood or taking away their, their strength or something like that. But you also got to think as writers, they want to give you a different perspective or a different uh, view on the character. So if you are a purist and you don't want yourself to be touched, then don't watch it. Then stay with the, the Batman from the 1960s and never let someone else take uh, their own approach to Batman. And I can tell you, I wish I wouldn't have seen the last Batman movie. It made me not like Batman. Um, mm. I, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what they were doing. And uh, it, it really made me think that um, they they kind of dragged the story to the ground. And um, sometimes you got to take it like you'd be like, okay, well, I wasted uh, $12. You know, I'll wait yeah. for the next time.
0: Well, before we do head out here, I know y'all are going to Comic Palooza, but are there any other Comic Cons y'all are going to?
1: If I could, I would go to the stuff that Disney is doing in Disneyland and Disney World and stuff like that and go see what they're doing with uh, Star Wars. Um, I think Comic Palooza is a great event and it's, um, you know, sometimes you can only handle so much. So I guess some people they save up like for a couple of years and then they go to a big one. I knew someone that went to the original Comic Con in, um, in LA. So if I could, I would also go to that one. Um, what about you, Captain America? I'm going to be uh, stopping by
2: Anime Matsuri. Um, my my daughter is a huge anime fan, and so uh, I was there last year, but I was there as an anime character. And this year, I will be there as Captain America, and uh, make a, a cross universe appearance. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. It's just all about networking.
0: Well, then, are you going to plan on going to Anime Houston
2: or? That one is that was not in the plans yet, but uh, that would be great. That'd be great to go. If you can well, get
1: us into any stuff, let us know. Yeah.
0: Sure. I have I have so much fun trying to get myself into some of these places. <laughs> I was worried about Comic Palooza, <laughs> but anyway, everyone, we will be on Tuesday at eleven a.m. and we will be doing our second giveaway for two tickets for terror isle in texas city and all you have to do is participate on the show do the comments like share all the good stuff and if you haven't been it is it is great it's they have three different escape rooms these tickets are good till august and they're switching the escape rooms into their haunted house for the I'm trying to think for the Halloween month. <laughs> so, definitely follow us, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are actually 20 people short of 500 on our Facebook group. We are looking forward to having more people join. But again, we will see you Tuesday at 11 a.m. and then it's Comic Palooza for me for the media.
1: But until then, everyone, adio. And don't forget to come to our panel at 3 o'clock on the 16th, 17th, Saturday. Uh, We're going to be talking about diversity and gospel. Nice. So
0: we will see everybody then. Adio.